and gentlemen, coming to you from New York, New York, it's the Hollywood Godfather Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Gianni Russo, Patrick Piccarelli, and Megan Horan. Good evening, everyone, and we're back. Hollywood Godfather Podcast. I hope you all having a great summer as we are, and, um been very uh, exciting week. Some of you probably know, some of you don't know. But what? before we get into the show, make sure you stay tuned. The mailbag is a, a, a must, a part of the show, the last 15 minutes where we can correspond and talk, answer your questions. So stay tuned. But Pat, well, Gianni, yeah. sorry, let me, uh, you've, uh, you've gotten a lot of press this last week. Hi, I see you everywhere. You're on TMZ. You're in the post. What's going on? Fox News. It's insane. Yeah, I mean, it was. Fox News. I, I, I don't know. Chris Como. I don't know what happened. You know, we started to get into a situation, and then he makes a statement that really offended me because he said he was representing the Italian community with the stupid. Oh, hold, 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 hold everything. What? Hold on. I'm what? sorry. I'm the phone's ringing. Sorry. Oh. Hello. Hello. Hey guys, it's uh, Chris Cuomo. He's on the line. What? I love it. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put him on speaker, and we'll see what he has to say. Oh gosh. Okay, Chris, listen to me. <laughs> you can't be talking like this. This is we have a we have a big audience out here. How smart can you be? You're an anchor on CNN. Nobody watches CNN. Look, you have problem. I'll get back to you later. Okay, we, we have this podcast to do. Okay, 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 goodbye, bye. All right. I'm sorry, guys, for the interruption. Why? I love this it. Guy, this, guy, this guy doesn't let me along. I didn't anyway, know you had ahead. a connection with him. Yeah, I didn't know you guys were uh, friends. You think you know people? Oh. I know, I know Fredo Cuomo. Oh. People would say that. Let me ask you a question. How far yeah. back do you go with them? Oh, we, uh, I love the Cuomos. They, they, they saved me. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I was a police officer for 20 years. I was uh, a retired lieutenant. And my, uh, my former wife uh, had cancer. She was also a police officer. Uh, she, she was a cop, a cop rank. And uh, she had uh, less than 10 years on the job when uh, she was diagnosed with stage 4 lymphoplastic lymphoma. Stage 4, there is no stage 5. Mm. I mean, she was sick. So she was. Uh, she wasn't going to work much, and the NYPD has a very liberal sick policy, but they don't like you to abuse it. But you know, through no fault of her own, she's going for chemo every week. This is one sick lady, so they wanted to put her out on a medical disability. But the NYPD rules state that if you have under ten years, they'll put you out of the job on a medical disability without a pension. Uh, and this incensed me because, through no fault of her own. She had a miswork to get chemo, which made sense to me. So, uh, I mean, I was a small cog in a wheel. Uh, granted, I was a lieutenant, but there's, there's, there's hundreds of us. You know, I mean, I had no political pull. I had no uh, people that I could turn to except for the press. I had gotten some press over the years, and I decided I was going to uh, champion her cause, my wife's cause, and everybody else's that was in a similar situation. It just isn't fair. So I started to go on television. I did all the five o'clock shows. I did uh, news shows. I was, you name it, I was on it. The, the, uh, the, the Daily News did a two-page spread on us. 
Uh, and apparently I incurred the wrath of Benjamin Ward, who was the police commissioner at the time. I was basically told, cease and desist, or you're going to have a problem. So I didn't do it. I kept on going because I felt it was a just cause. So I was brought up on charges. And the charges, you know, as, as a lieutenant, you basically do a lot of administrative work. You know, despite what you see on television, lieutenants go out and solve crimes. That's nonsense. They run squads. They're administrators. So they got me on a lot of paperwork violations, people forgetting to sign out. I mean, ridiculous stuff. But the ultimate penalty in the NYPD is firing. And they, they, they told me, if you don't shut your mouth, you're going to get fired. Well, I continue to go anyway. In the meantime, my wife got a whole bunch of awards. We went to the White House. Uh, she got the uh, Teddy Roosevelt Award. I met President Reagan. That was nice. Anyway, it culminates with uh, Governor Cuomo at the time, Mario Cuomo was in office and his wife uh, was and still is big in the American Cancer Society and she wanted to give Vivian, as my wife's name was, uh, an award. So we go up to the mansion and uh, she gets the award and there's a little reception afterwards and the governor comes in and he's just being polite. You know, you can tell he's in a hurry. He's got his entourage with him and he, said, he shakes my hand. He says, hey, there's anything I can do, which is what everybody says. You know, it's, they don't mean it. They just say it. Uh so I said, yeah, there is something you can do. I, I mean, I'm, I'm at the end of my rope. I'm going to lose my job. I had almost 20 years in. I'm going to lose my pension. And I told him this story that I, I just told our audience and uh, told our audience here. So he's, he's yesing me to death. Yes, he says, yes, I'll, I'll see what I can do. He's looking at his watch. He wants to get out of there. So he leaves. And I figured, well, I did the best I could. I'll never hear from this guy again. So I wound up going to the trial room. And for those of you who don't know what that is, if you're found in violation of rules of the job, not criminal stuff, just rules, uh, you go and uh, it's not a, f a fair court. It's basically known as a kangaroo court. If they want to find you guilty, the police commissioner has the final say. And I was already told that Ben Ward was going to find me guilty and I was going to get fired. So I'm on my way. I'm actually walking into the trial room and the captain who was going to prosecute me, who was an attorney, Captain Bell, I'll never forget this guy. He was a nice guy. He's doing his job. He said, I don't know who you know, but here's the deal now. You retire, you get your full pension, have a nice day. Who do you think did that? Wow. That was Cuomo. Wow. That was the governor. He, he, he was apparently, he was listening to what I had to say. So my interaction with the, with the Cuomo's, while not, uh, it was on a friendly basis with them as you would, Gianni, but uh, it just goes to show you what kind of a family this is. No, I mean, I mean his, my, like you said, uh, that family, and that's what really, you know, to hear Chris rant and rage the way he did, I mean, I, I was not really friendly with him, but I got to know him on a different level, and it was purely by accident. It was the Columbus uh, honoree night. They, they always have it the Saturday night before the big parade in New York, the Columbus Day Parade, and they were honoring the governor. So they were frantic because... Uh, the governor's mother was there, and all the all the kids, the two sons and the daughter and Matilda, and um, they came all around asking if anybody could sing "Mama" to the governor's mother in Italian. I said I could do it, and of course, you're Gianni. Yeah, I know, but I mean, I, you know, <laughs> that's me. But anyway, so I go to the table, and I got on my knees. Because the lady was sitting down, she was already looked very fragile, and I sang "Mama," and the whole room went crazy, and 
years later, I mean, every time I saw them, he never stopped thanking me for doing that for his mother. Even Andrew, because I was, uh, I was I had an office here for a minute at 575 Third Avenue, where he happens to have his New York governor's office. Mm. And I got on the elevator with his entourage. He said, you know who this kid is? He called me a kid. I said, no. <laughs> I said, he sang to my grandmother when I was a teenager, and we all cried. I'll oh, never wow. forget that. But that's, who I, that's how I remember these people. And even not like on uh, TMZ the other day, I'm, I'm at these uh, up in Westchester Convention Center, and I come out and they're on a sidewalk, and they, they're filming me, and they pl- played this clip of Chris going crazy out on Shelter Island. So had you seen it before then, or did they no. They just showed it to you for no. the first time? That was the oh, first for, time. For those in the audience who don't know what happened, explain to them what happened with, with Chris and the, well, the guy was heckling him. What happened was that Chris was at Sunset Beach, and what's funny, because I was on Steve Marangoff's boat, right outside of Sunset Beach eating lunch. Oh, wow. When this went on, thank God I didn't hear about it and go in there. <laughs> but Chris went crazy because some kid or man called him Fredo, and he went nuts. Yeah, for those for people who have lived under a rock all their lives, tell them who Fredo is. Well, Fredo, Fredo is my weaker brother-in-law and the godfather, mm-hmm. the youngest son of the Corleone family. And I guess, you know, and some people said maybe that family called him that. I know they would never, because he was the baby of the family. And Matilda, and they have no malice in any part of their body, not alone to call their son Fredo. Mm-hmm. And all it meant to anybody when you called Fredo, you're weak. I think even uh, Donald Trump Jr. said, you know, they used to call me that and tease me too. But the thing that I took offense to was he said, our people compare being called Fredo as using the N-word. And I'm saying to myself, is this guy well, nuts? That's never a good comparison. But where the hell is he getting this from? I don't know. That was my question. So with that said, that's when I reacted. And I said, there is no way in the world Chris Como represents the Italian community. And I take offense to this. Mm. And it went viral. I don't know why. Yeah, I did. Well, not only that, the best line in a TMZ interview, for those of you who didn't see it, was when you said... Uh, if the governor were alive, he'd smack him. Yeah, that was good. Oh, no, he wouldn't. I like Mar- that. Good oh, no, Mario, you know, they, first of all, to say anything bad about the Italians, I mean, he was so pro-Italian. Yeah. And, and, and yesterday, I, I was at the AAIB Award, which I've been to for 10 years. And for What's the people that? out there don't know, this is the, the Boxing Retirement League. Mm-hmm. I mean... Uh, Riddick Bowe was there. I mean, you name this. Uh, Spence, everybody, everybody that's a boxer was there. Right. But when I walked in, all the black boxers stood up and cheered that I <laughs> represented them. You told, you told that kid, that's right. And, and they and they used the word. Uh-huh. They yeah. said, you know, that, you know, okay. Italians always stood up for these, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was that. I mean, it was, it's amazing how a stupid statement like that has gone viral. And I'm on my way to Chicago in the next two days. I have three more shows to do there. They want me on to talk about it. Wow. So, I mean... You, uh, 
you know why they thought it was a courageous thing to say is because everybody that they interviewed, naturally people from CNN and even people from Fox, I and mean, CNN or Fox are like oil and water, even a, a couple of the talking heads on Fox were supporting him. And they didn't really mean what they said. Right. They should have said, he's a jerk. First of all, you're an adult. And you're a celebrity. Granted, I don't know how much you would call somebody who sits in front of a teleprompter and reads a celebrity. Right. That said, he's, he's on television. I mean, people know who he is. Plus, he's attached to a, a very prominent family. You don't lose your temper. Whoever, obviously, he's not the person who made up the the uh, the saying "sticks and stones may break break, break my bones," you know? mm-hmm. but words will never harm me. I mean, what are you in the sixth grade for Christ's sake? I mean, come on. And everything's filmed so, nowadays. It's like yeah. he should have been. Yeah, okay, you walk prepared. away. I mean, right. Right. People, are, yeah. this hate is out there. Mm-hmm. I mean. But you the, can't uh, let everybody you get, get, get under your skin. Like yeah. The, the interesting well, thing, I I hadn't seen the kid, and I, nor did I follow his career. He's so well educated, and not only that, he's a bona fide lawyer. He went to law school. I didn't know that about him. And he was yeah, actually a law correspondent for NBC. Mm. How how do you make a statement like that? I mean, a, a bumbling idiot. Would, and why did he get so offended in the first place? Yeah. And you know, then, and only that, you know, day, you never know. But the thing is, I think if you start drinking. to open your mouth and you realize you're talking too much, you shut it. Mm-hmm. He went on and on and on. He really did. And then he wants yeah. to throw the guy down the stairs. Well, that's a felony. Hello. <laughs> what yeah. are you, crazy? Right. And you're a lawyer. You don't know that? Uh-huh. But so I, you know, again, me, because I want to know. And I wanted to call Matilda. And then I said, why should I do that? She's probably yeah, getting so calls. many calls. But I found out his wife's name is Christina. So she must be getting a lot of flack too, because Christina, Chris, Chris Como. Oh my gosh! And they have three lovely young daughters. Hmm. He must have been drinking or doing—I don't know what he was doing. First of all, you don't go to Sunset Beach and don't drink. That's, right. that, that's what Sunday afternoon is. Hmm. Everybody goes there to watch the sunset, and a lot of them don't even make seeing the sunset. That that they're drunk. <laughs> and but uh, I couldn't believe that this came out of this guy's mouth. And how now it's gone, I mean, it's, it's, it's all over the world. So has he responded to you in any way? There was a response early in the morning, yesterday morning. Over what? Do you know what it was on? Uh, it was on Instagram. Okay. And it said it was Chris Como. Okay. He said, I'm going to throw Jenny Russo down the stairs, which got uh. me crazy. <laughs> I said, oh. And I answered yeah. I said, let me, this guy's delusional. I said, Chris, I'm 76 years old. I'll kick your ass all day long. Yeah, that's not a threat you want to make. No. <laughs> but the funniest thing is, then all of a sudden it disappeared. And, and uh, Michael, the kid does our social media, right. he said that wasn't his Oh, okay. Register. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. So it might have just been somebody. Yeah, but with I, a I, fan was, page I was ready to go. Yeah, or something. So in defense to Chris Como, I mean, I I almost went really nuts. Because now you're a lawyer, you're threatening a senior citizen. Right. What are you smoking? Oh, well, at least we found out it wasn't him. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, thank God for Mike tomorrow. uh, uh, But Uh, I was always taught, particularly when it comes to uh, Italians, Megan, you probably, you know, it's it's taught to us, but from the time we're, we're young, control yourself, be respectful, and be calm. And if you want to seek revenge, you do it when the time is right. Mm-hmm. But you, but you don't uh, you don't make a fool of yourself. You know? Yeah, it's, it's bad. Uh, 
But you know, and, you know, and you know, truthfully, in the scope of things, this isn't a tragedy. You know, I mean, this is, but uh, just so everybody defending him was what what annoyed me. I can tell they didn't mean it. I did. I didn't see any of these these oh, lot people of, defending yeah, him. They, what, what kind of things were they saying? No, even his brother. Well, t- today in the uh, newspaper, his brother did a big thing on it. Really, it's crazy. So what kind of things were they saying in uh, his you, defense? What you would expect, you would expect CNN, because he worked for CNN. Right. Say so we we stand behind him one hundred percent, and he did the right thing. Well, no, he didn't. What right? But to stand behind him is fine. Well, it's, it's, not to say he did the right thing. If 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 that's a, a, uh, allowable, uh, I'll show up at the CNN's offices and start cursing them. Yeah, start yelling I mean, at everybody. That's the right thing. Yeah. But what I was surprised, at, like I said before, was uh, was Fox. I don't know who the commentator was that got got behind them, but. Uh, he supported them, and uh, you know, people get heckled in public life. Must have happened to you, Johnny, right on stage? Just like drunks, right? Oh yeah, it's happened several times. Well, it happened to me in Chicago. When that's a classic story. It happened to me in Chicago at the Blue Max Room. I will never forget it. The Regency O'Hare. I you was, never forget anything. Right? No, no, it's, it's amazing. Not and I'm sitting, I'm singing on stage, and a guy says to me, "Come on, Kenny, sing." Oh. And I said, "Excuse me." I thought he was, you know, like you're saying, a heckler. So I, I stopped a minute. I said, did I, did you just say what I think you said? Yeah, you heard me, Guinea. Well, that was the night Tony Accardo took the whole room. Mm. And this guy was a hotel guest. And so he, they gave him a seat in the, in the, in the nightclub. Right. So well, Tony Accardo being the, uh, the boss of the outfit or one of the big guys. Yeah, in Chicago. Right. But here's a guy who can do anything he wants to do, but yeah. even he handled it well. He got Frankie Ballesteri and Jimmy. They picked this guy right off <laughs> and carried him out. Well, at least they were gentle. But, no, the, no, the but here's the funniest. The moral of the story was Christmas, it was like during Thanksgiving time. Yeah. And if anybody knows the Regency O'Hare, you know, the, the, the concave, the balconies face in, and you look at the, the, the whole... Piazza down below. It's beautiful. Uh-huh. I mean, it's a running balcony. And they had maybe a 40-foot Christmas tree there. And the Blue Max room was on the second floor. And we you know, we, we didn't hear any noise. We didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. But when the people started to leave my show, they had they, a ladders and scaffold. Frankie Ballesteri threw the guy on the Christmas tree. Oh, my god! He was about 20 feet off the ground on the tree. How's he going to get off? Oh my gosh, that's crazy. I mean, that's idiots saying things. I mean, but I think I'm just wondering if if we speed forward and you see because that that tape from Sunset Beach has been played over and over and over. I know. And and this kid that was you know really backpedaling now. Because he said, oh, I thought your name was Fredo. Which, how could you say mm. that? You know he's Chris Como. But I'm just saying, if, if the kid challenged them, this thing could have been terrible for the whole family. And they don't deserve it because the family is so classy. Mm. Really, I mean, you so. Know, you, know, you know, maybe I don't get out much, but this is the first time I've heard the name Fredo used that way. I mean, is this something that you've heard before? Oh, I've heard Calling it. somebody times. Fredo indicating oh, yeah, weakness? Yeah. I, I hear it a lot in the neighborhood where, oh, he's the Fredo of the group. So is it more yeah, of like right. a no, joke? I've never it's, heard it. Until, yeah. It's, yeah. Not, it's not an insult. It's more of like a joke. No, it's an nickname. insult. Oh, it oh, is. Oh, no, it's an insult. Oh, it's an insult. I didn't know Fredo. if it was more sarcastic or if no, it was no, no. An, a real insult. No, it's a major insult because basically Fredo was slow. 
Uh-huh. And, um, you know, who wants to be called that? Got it. And, but, uh, you know, the, the, the follow-up to The Godfather, the, the book, they, uh, they hired a guy, I forget the writer's name, they wanted a sequel to The Godfather. Did you hear this story, no. Johnny? Mm-mm. Okay, they, they, the guy wrote the book, and it came out about, I'll say, four years ago, maybe five, and it was called, uh, I don't know how long it took this guy to uh, think up this name, The Return of the Godfather. How's that? Oh, wow, that's original. He must have, he must have <laughs> stayed up nights thinking of that title. But anyway, they depicted uh, uh, Fredo as uh, a closeted gay all this time. This was a prequel Whoa. to The Godfather. Oh, that's a twist. And uh, so that's... that's uh, Putting icing on the cake for those for the four people who actually read that book. Yeah, uh, I, I mean it came I in and went literally overnight. It got panned uh, critically, and no, nobody bought. Because how can you? That's like remaking Gone with the Wind. You know? I know. Hello. I yeah. mean, you just don't do it. I don't know what these people were thinking when they did it, but it was a colossal failure. Nobody read the book. I read the book, you know. But um, me and two other guys, you know. But. Uh, so what you what you got is a weak guy who's now gay, and in in, in, in the Italian community, to call somebody that yeah is a high insult. Mm, okay. Wow. You know I think we belabored this enough. What we we have an overabundance of male, fortunately. <laughs> so why don't we? I mean, Chris, hope you get your anger under control. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's probably cursing you right now, John. Oh, probably. I mean, but the guy, I don't, but he's so educated. <laughs> too, for that matter. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. But a couple of cocktails will do that. Sort of blow yeah, over. Well, yeah. But uh, yeah, but I think it's going to hurt. It has to hurt his career. I don't care who's standing up for him. Mm-hmm. They're getting so much play on it. I mean, yeah. I've seen people fight for less than this. I don't care who you are. Yeah. Unless, unless because of his brother. I don't know. Andrew. I guess we'll save. But I think let's go to the mailbag because I know we have, thank God that you all are listening to us and responding with emails and every, every, what, what other means are they correspond? Yeah, it's a lot of email. They can also um, call in at the number that we have. You'll hear me say it at the end of the show. Yeah. Um, they can always call in and leave a, leave a voicemail with us as well. So, yeah. Okay, perfect. perfect. So we're going to go to the mailbag and... Uh, uh, and respond. And respond, yeah. right? Okay, so our mailbag today. I want to start with, we have a couple comments from our Central Park 5 episode that yeah. I think Pat, people that's might find great, Pat. We got good feedback. So, oh, particularly um, one of them that you shared with me. Yes, I, I did share that with you earlier. That one, that first? Yeah, that one was from Betty. And Betty said, I remember when it, that happened many years ago and have wondered of late if the current story being peddled to us via the media has not been the whole story. Thank you for sharing the real backstory, much different than the current propaganda regarding this situation. What has happened to Linda Fairstein and others is truly outrageous and makes me angry, as it is obvious there are many agendas at play instead of the truth. On a side note, please do not hesitate to include episodes such as this from time to time. Your points of view are extremely interesting and thought-provoking. That's Pat, great feedback, right? Congratulations, that's nice. Pat. That was, yeah. That's great. Well, you know, oddly enough, I'm getting approached by... Other podcasts, uh, Friday night at 9 o'clock, this coming Friday, I'll be uh, on a sports podcast 
I was going to do an hour on Essential Park Five, and I'm going to be the only speaker, the only oh, guest. Oh, that's awesome! Well, that's great. Yeah, uh, apparently they were thinking the, they were thinking the same thing. Uh, that must that be them this, calling. Uh, yeah, right. They must be calling. Or Cuomo's yeah, here again. Yeah, yeah, don't forget. They're, they're getting another uh, podcast yeah, I'm, call. I'm going to put the, the link on Facebook uh, uh, live Friday night at nine. Oh, awesome! That's great. Please, Perfect. And, and, and anybody else who wants to hear this, my goal out of this is to not to uncover the hidden truth because what I talked about is out there. Right. It's just that the media leaves out certain points and for some reason they don't want to put it in. They don't put it in. They want to make these five kids out to be saints. Mm-hmm. And uh, for all the people who worked in this case, that's a shame. And uh, But all people have to do is just do a little research and you'll see that what uh, the, the those areas that were, uh, were left out. Yeah. Well, and uh, anybody that wants me to speak on this subject, well, my goal, as I started to say, is uh, to get uh, Linda Fairstein back her Grandmaster Award. That's what I want to do. And keep in mind, I never met the lady. It's just that it's a, it's a gross injustice. Right. So thank you, Betty. No, yeah. that, that was great, Betty. We love it. But you know, the thing yeah. I really irks me is, again, how Mayor de Blasio, and then you, you enlightened me, Pat, that even the governor kicked in, which what's how many millions at this point? Why well, don't we get that back from the from the city? And I think the only reason that the state kicked in, they only, they only kicked in a, a mere pittance of four million, is because the city did it, and uh, the governor and the mayor uh, are not for unfriendly terms. So I, I think the governor didn't want the city to like one upmanship him. Mm. Yeah, but they're giving it yeah. to known criminals. These kids had a big yeah, record, yeah. as my understanding, and they they actually did ninety percent of it. They admitted to it. Yeah. Well, yeah. once again, I don't want to belabor what we've already done. But the parents were in the room. Uh, Nobody got beat. No, up. I'm saying that, that, that's what bothers me. You know. Water. Yeah. Bullshit. Anyway. All right. Uh, but I, I I I thank Betty for bringing that. Yeah, I thought up. that was thank I you. thought that was a great yeah. great response. Yeah. Um. So to move on to questions, we have one that's current event related, which is interesting. It's um, from Joanna. Joanna writes, I have a question for Gianni regarding Jeffrey Epstein, and you are just the man who can give me the answer or at least give your take on the situation. I'm thinking about Epstein's suicide. It just doesn't smell right. I'm not a conspiracy theory nut, but it kind of reminds me of the Marilyn Monroe quote unquote theory. Either he was allowed to off himself or someone did it for him. What do you think? You seem to have gut hunches on stuff like this and might even actually know what happened. Well, the thing is this. Knowing MCC, as I do, because I had so many friends down there for a long time, Mm -hmm. that's totally impossible for the guards not to know whether he has a rope or anything. And the autopsy and... Pat, you're probably more apprised to this than me. I don't know if you could break your neck that severely by just yeah, you dro- could. Dro- yeah. by just dropping your body weight like that. Yeah, the statistics say that thirty-three uh, percent of people who are strangled have similar uh, neck bone breaks, and twenty-five percent of people who hang themselves have similar neck bone breaks. Now, mm. what, what what we're hearing of late is that the guards. Uh, I know a lot of correction uh, uh, officers. They, they don't like to be called guards, and I don't blame them. Mm. Uh, that uh, they get a tremendous amount of overtime because that's a job that not too many people keep. 
so these guys were called in on double and triple overtime. Uh, they're finding out now that they were uh, literally asleep on their watch. And while they're supposed to look in on him every 30 minutes, they didn't do that. But you bring up a very good point, Gianni. What did he hang himself with? No one has said that yet. Didn't, I thought somebody said bed sheets. Or did I just... Bed sheets? I thought somebody said he hung himself with his bed sheets. Well, okay, now if he was on sports on watch, which he was on for two weeks, and they took him off at the behest of his attorneys, mm-hmm. they, 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 they kept on, you know, take him off, he's okay. If you're on suicide watch, they give you sheets that are paper thin oh. and will not support body weight. Huh. So, uh, plus, you have a cellmate, right. uh, to, uh, which is supposed to help. Naturally, you got, if you're hanging yourself in front of your cellmate, I think he'll pick up on it in an 8 by 10 cell, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, but he didn't have a cellmate either. So uh, I hate to use the term conspiracy uh, involved in this, but I think there was a lot of laxity involved in this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and that's it's going to come out. Uh, I hope so, so. finally. Oh, so yeah. Because but you still, know. there'll be conspiracy people out there saying, uh, you know, somebody snuck in. Meanwhile, there's video everywhere. Yeah. Oh no, you can't. Uh, and can. there was no lapse in video in the cell blocks themselves. You know, you can see people coming in and out. So I'm sorry to disappoint. Whoever asked the question, what's her name? Uh, it was Joanna. Joanna. Joanna, I, I have no idea. I mean, I, I do not, number one, have any sympathy or remorse that he's dead when you're picking on young girls and right. acting as a, a licensed pedophile and having the people involved that they say was involved. Fortunately, I was never on his manifest of his plane. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Lucky you. Yeah, hello. <laughs> right. Um, okay, moving on. So we have one from Ginny. Ginny asks, is there a difference between the terms mob and mafia, or do they mean the same thing? Well, a mob could be a mob of people. Uh, I mean, you know but that. But I think it's in the terms of organized crime, if there's a difference between the two, or um, if they're um, just used one in the same. Not like a mob that gets together in the park and rebels. That's a mob. Right. I don't, yeah, I'm no, just I trying don't to define it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, the mob, I mean, mobs, I think, is too general. The mafia is the mafia. I right. Mean, it, yeah. It's, it's, you got to be Italian to be in that. And uh, But I think it's like the mob. Is the mob and the, the mafia kind of the same thing? You know, I got a little flack uh, when we were writing our book, Gianni, with yeah. the term mob and the mob. Mm. Did, did I tell you this, Gianni? No. Oh, yeah. I, I, I capitalize mob because it's we know what we're talking about. It isn't that I use it in a sentence. And that's the only time you see it in a book. Right. Our book had a lot about the mob, the mafia, the terms were interchangeable. Right. I used the term mob, and I capitalized it, and I got uh, taken a task for that. How so? And, and they said it doesn't deserve capitalization. And I said, well, it, you know, but I just explained it about interchangeable terms. Right. But uh, I wasn't going to make a big deal out of it, you know, just as long as our check clears. Right, Gianni? That's important. Yeah, right. <laughs> and if it's in the I mean, title. You know, kiss, but, yeah. So anyway, uh, it's, it goes to this this person's question. Uh, it's like, of course, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. So if it's the same thing, and if it's a group of people, it's a proper noun, and it's a, it's a capital. But I, I took it out, you know, hmm. at, at the behest of our uh, editors, the people who signed right. the checks. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Okay, so Kevin asks, 
Uh, he says, as a city, Kansas City native, I grew up hearing about the Savella family. Am I saying that correctly? Yes. And I have heard you mention them a few times. In The Godfather, at the big sit-down, the Kansas City family was referenced as in attendance. Just wanted to get your take as to where you think they would have ranked as far as strength and importance across the country. Well, Kansas City, it's a known fact. And the Savellas actually administered the pension fund loans. They were in charge of financing probably 85% of Las Vegas development. Mm. Wow. <laughs> and uh, so Kansas City would be very prominent in that area and in a position at, at the. Were, were they, was Kansas City, by the way, this is Kansas City, Kansas or Kansas City, whatever? I, I don't know. Kansas City, Kansas. Missouri. I only know Kansas City. Kansas City, Missouri. There's still Kansas Cities. There yeah, is. I know. Kansas I remember yeah. when I had a fly there. I got off. I got took the plane the wrong one. Oh there no. You go. No, but Kansas City. <laughs> but anyway, Kansas City nice? was a fraction of the outfit out of Chicago, not New York. Mm. Okay, so there's only like one gang or one family in Kansas City. Right. Got it. Okay. Okay. So moving on. Eduardo asks for Gianni. Did you ever meet Lucky Luciano? And Luciano is dead, I think. No, Luciano died in 57. 57. Oh, he did. Yeah, but he died in Italy. Oh, no. Died in Italy. Unless, no, I could have, but I didn't. had dinner with him, you know. Got it. I could have, but I didn't. No, never mm-hmm. met him. Right. Interesting. Okay. Um, also, Eduardo asks, uh, there are rumors that he was about to make a movie about his life before he died. Do you know of any truth to that? Somebody was trying to make a, a, a movie about his life, and it was stopped. Okay. And it was Dino De Laurentiis was trying to do it, uh-huh. and he was stopped told it. not to do it. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Any particular reason? I mean, they did Al Capone's story. They did, you know. I think they just wanted, they wanted to have some more time pass. There's too many oh, characters never, that were still yeah, that alive. <laughs> mm. All right. So moving on, Kyle asks, he says, my father was from Youngstown, Ohio. I've heard stories about this city being in love with the mob. Do you know any stories about this? Of course, Youngstown. Forget mm-hmm. about it. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, I was just there last weekend. Oh, my gosh. No, I was, I was I'm in Cleveland and... Surrounding people came to see me, and I also uh, past Thursday was Assumption, and for the non-Catholics, that's the Assumption of the Blessed Mother, mm-hmm. and I walked the procession for three and a half miles in a suit oh at gosh. eighty-five degrees. Oh no! And, and the bishop said to me, Johnny, I have so much respect for you wearing a suit in this weather. I said, But how about you with that little red beanie on? <laughs> And that black robe. That must be constricting. Red beanie. <laughs> no, but I love Youngstown. No, and, and uh, you know, Youngstown. I mean, well, we can go into that. But that, that's another whole show. So are they? Would you but say that town? But aren't they talking more about the old of days? Of course they are. With Youngstown. Youngstown. Yeah, they are. Youngstown. Yeah, yeah. They, they. I mean, they had casinos in Youngstown. Really? Yeah. Is it and, a small town, or I don't know? Yeah, I don't yeah, know anything about town. it. It's a, it's a medium-sized city. Yeah. Okay. No, but Youngstown is, uh, you know, interesting place, believe mm. me. Cool. All right. So Parik asks, he said, I would be interested in hearing any stories about the disappearance of Jimmy Hoffa that you have heard over the years. 
Didn't we touch on that already so many times? He must have missed well, the show. Yeah, yeah he must have yeah. missed, or maybe he hasn't well, caught up yet. No, uh, uh, Pat, what was the D'Alessio show? What's the title of that? So he knows when we're going to talk about We've it. We've done so many now, it's so hard to... Uh, no, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the Pope, the, the word Pope is in it, I know, yeah. in, in the title. Okay. Uh, and of course, the, the Alessio's uncle was, was called Pope. Yeah. And, uh, Teresa and, Alessio's uncle. Yeah, yeah, I think we discussed Hoffa in that show. Oh, we definitely did. <laughs> okay. It was a yeah, burgundy yeah. Buick that disappeared with him in it. So, uh, what's his gentleman's name? Parik. Parik? P-A-U-R-I-C. Oh, Parik. All right. We, that show is recorded, and if you're interested... Somewhere. There's a great theory and a great um, factual reason why he disappeared. He found religion, and nobody wanted him to. <laughs> hmm. You'll have to find that. I'll have to look up the episode, because none of us remember which one it was. Right, no. <laughs> but it's Pope in it. He said Pope. Okay, Pope, Pope is, is in the, in the title, title yeah, somewhere? Yeah, Pope is in yeah. Got it. In, 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 in the title. Okay. Uh, okay, Colin asks, Gianni, do you know or have met the Iceman Richard Kuklinski? No. You haven't? No. I mean, I, I, it, I can't even go into that. that. To me, I'm not into that situation. I don't associate with killers, mm. especially people like him. You know, He was a real psychopath. He was know. a hitman, wasn't he? Yeah, he went beyond hit. He went beyond. I mean, he, he, he invented ways to kill people. No, he's crazy. Yeah. Oh God! And he stored them. He stored them in a freezer. Uh, I mean, but he was a good family man, John. He had. Yeah. Uh, well, they didn't even he, know what he was doing. No, I had no idea. He was uh, no. the, the best dad in the world, the best husband, yeah. a true psycho. They were. In the end, he did an interview, which, if this uh, uh, listener is interested, is on YouTube. But you, you can tell when he's answering the questions when he's talking that he's all drugged up. Oh. They had Thorazine and everything else. It was, and uh, he died, they said, of a heart attack. I yeah. perhaps think all the they, they just got rid of him. There was no and he had to go. Yeah. yeah he, oh, he knew too much. But So he said he had like 85 uh, contracts to his credit or something like that. Yeah. Was oh, my God. Very prolific. Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, that's crazy. Okay. So Peter asks, um, I think this is something that both you, Gianni, and Pat can answer. Um, according to several articles on the internet, Frank Rosenthal, De Niro's character in Casino, was an FBI informant. Do you think this is true? No. Frank Rosenthal was an odds maker. And it's funny because he took the credit. And in fact, I was with the guy last Thursday night. Were you really? Gigi... And he don't care that I talk about him. He's a great old man, major boss out of Cleveland. Mm -hmm. His group laid all the odds. And different casinos used their knowledge. And Lefty Rosenthal fabricated it because he was supposed to be the great odds maker like Jimmy the Greek was for Caesar's Palace. These guys all had the same information from the same people. Mm. But it was all the mob. And they, they laid the odds, as most people don't realize, once they put those sports books into the casinos, they still needed an edge. So they would lay the odds so that it wasn't going to destroy them. And in, in a way, it's illegal and not legal. Mm. But they needed legal people. And Lefty Rosenthal was, I mean, 
I, I can't believe De Niro played that character. I really can't believe it. How, how did he play? I never met the guy, and I don't know anything about him. But how, how did he play him uh, in relation to the real Lefty Rosenthal? Well, the, the real Lefty Rosenthal was a wimp, an absolute wimp. Hmm. You mean in size and everything? Oh no, size-wise he was like, but very skinny. He used to wear a stupid hat, like tipped on the side. Like, <laughs> he thought he was Sinatra. He thought he thought it was everybody. And I mean, Lefty. Thought, I mean. Lefty Rosenthal, I would have to say, got bitch smacked more than any man I know in my life. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was a hobby. And, 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 and Tony Spilato, look how he embarrassed him. Yeah. He, he strung his wife out on coke. I mean, Lefty Rosenthal was a jerk. Hmm. And he just, I think he just passed on. In fact, years later, he moved to Florida and he heard I was there. He said, Why don't you come by? I got a restaurant. I saw you out of your mind. I wouldn't be near you. <laughs> I, I don't like the guy when he was there. That's how you really feel, Johnny. No. Yeah, come on, don't hold back. <laughs> no, hold he was back. always a rock in my shoe, that guy. Mm, they gave it. him a lot of credit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So from Cameron, they say, do you have any stories about Greek families or crews in organized crime? Greek families are very well represented in organized crime. There's a lot of Italian Greeks in organized crime. Mm. Yeah. What cities are they mostly in? I can't tell you that. Okay, they're, got it. They're very, no, no, no. <laughs> I was just with them too. It's funny. They're, they're in, You've been with everybody recently. Well, no, just, I'm on a road all the time. I'm, our audience don't realize it. Last, this month already, I was in seven different states. Wow. So, you know. Yeah. But uh, I, I respect the Greeks. They're very honorable people. Yeah, did you ever hear that the uh, uh, Greek uh, men invented sex, but the uh, Italians invented it with women? What? <laughs> yeah, think about that. No, I can't. I can't. No, I'd rather. Oh, I'll not. get back to you later. <laughs> I'd yeah. rather oh, yeah, not. Yeah, okay. Thanks, though. <laughs> okay, one last one for today. Um, Gary asks for Gianni and Pat. What would you say is your favorite decade that you've lived through? That's a good All question. Of them. All of them? Mine or all of them. I love every one of them. I can't wait <laughs> for the next two or three attitude. more. I can't say that. Uh, I would say the 50s. I was young. I was young. I mean, the, 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 the 60s for me were very turbulent. 70s, I went into the police department, and, uh, you know. But I was still a kid in the 50s, and I think that was the best time of my life. Yeah, you have to have a, a, a favorite part, Gianni. You have to, no? Well, I mean, if I had to iron out who, when... Probably the '60s for me, living the life I was living, and then you yeah, know, you know, it's uh, everybody dressed, with, you know, it was impeccable. You go, I mean, Vegas especially. When I got to Vegas on Saturday night, some places you oh, had man. to wear a tuxedo. Wow. Yeah. Now they got flip flops, baby carriages, and <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> no, even I, even I noticed that. I mean, no. the, I Nobody think the change them. came in the '70s. It started to it started to turn. It got so relaxed. Uh, yeah, I love dressing. You got, you know, you were going out to a casino. You were going to see a show. You dressed the part. Right. You know, you right. looked good. You were, you wanted to impress your date, wife, whatever. Now, it's not like that anymore. Yeah. All right. And who asked that question? That was Gary. Oh, well, now, how old are you? We got to find out how old Gary is. Yeah. That's Maybe he's important. just curious. Yeah. Yeah, but that's an, an excellent question. Yeah. It is. It's a good one. Uh, well, I haven't lived through that many decades yet, so I <laughs> can't really answer that. You're only on two, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> so your favorite decade I'm on is my now. I'm on to my third now. Well, well you're oh, talking so your about guys leaving is Tuesday. 
Here's a guy who's leaving his seventh and going on to my eighth pretty soon. Yeah, wow. That's Three impressive. More. Three got, more years. Yes, I can't believe it. I can't yeah, wait. Me too. Wow. But you got like 100 years left, so. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Going Absolutely. Nowhere. If anybody We're thinks I'm leaving, I'm not. 10,000 podcast one day. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're never going to end. All right, well, I, I think that's it for today. Well, ladies and gentlemen, and whoever else is out there, I thank think you. I covered it all with that. Yeah, I think, I mean, we, we're seeing the numbers go up. We're so proud of it. Thank you. Share it. Tell your friends. and Because uh, we don't want to go nowhere. We have too much fun doing this. Mm-hmm. And if some from your responses, you seem to be enjoying it too. Yeah. So Thankfully. We'll, we'll see you next Wednesday with another show. God bless you. Good night, Johnny. Good night, Good night, Good night guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Hollywood Godfather podcast. My name is Megan Horan. You can contact Gianni Russo, Patrick Picciarelli, or myself with your questions and comments through the contact section of our website, hollywoodgodfatherpodcast.com. You can also call and leave us a message at 646-776-3038. Regarding Gianni's motivational speaking appearances, you can visit his website, giannirusso.com. You can also visit Amazon.com for a listing of books Patrick Picciarelli has written. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Hollywood Godfather Podcast, as well as leave us a review on iTunes. If you'd like to know what you like about what we're doing, what you'd like to hear in the future, and anything else you might suggest to improve our podcast. Most importantly, hit the subscribe button. We'll be back next week with stories of the mob and Hollywood, as well as answers to your emails and voicemails. Good night.